Hi, I'm Keith Bruni, Interim CEO for the City of Philadelphia's Division of Aviation, and you're listening to Taking Off with PHL, where we take you behind the scenes of one of the busiest airports in the United States. And there's nothing more behind the scenes than our 2022 PHL 5K run on the runway. This is the fifth year for our runway run, and participants not only get to support great local charities, but they get to actually run on a real live runway. Actually, it's closed, but while we do the run, we do have other runways and active aircraft movements going on while the run is going on. So it's really a once in a lifetime opportunity for most of our runners. Joining me today to talk about our 5K is Keisha Lane, the airport's Assistant Director of Community Engagement and Outreach, and John Glass, my good friend, and longtime operations superintendent here at PHL. So Keisha, John, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on this episode. The run is only a couple of weeks away on September 10th, so we're really gearing up to this. So let's jump into everything that we're doing uh, behind the scenes for our 5K run. Keisha, I'd like to start off with you. Can you talk a little bit about the 5K run benefits to our communities? Thanks for having me, Keith. This year's 5K run will benefit three local charities. Half of the proceeds will go to the March of Dimes, which will help support parents through pregnancies and help support life-saving research for babies. The other half will be split between Eastwick United, CDC, and Eastwick Friends and Neighbors Coalition. Awesome. Really good charities. We've worked with the Eastwick communities for a long time, and we're really happy to support this year, the March of Dimes. That's great. Thank you, Keisha. John, you know, being out on uh, on runway is really a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience for most people. You want to talk a little bit about what our runners may see and feel out there? Sure, Keith. Thank you for the opportunity to participate. You know, not too many people get to be on a on a runway unless you're on an airplane. So it's definitely a very unique opportunity. So they're going to see things like that. The average airport employee that works out there would see, they're going to see signs and markings and lights that help guide pilots to and from runways, you know, specifically at night or in low visibility. So they're going to see things that they would see out the window as they're taxiing around the airport. They're going to see a lot of general aviation aircraft that are parked on the Atlantic aviation ramp. And then they're going to see a lot of airplanes taking off and landing uh, on our adjacent runways. You know, they'll even be uh, experiencing the, the noise that jets make as they're taking off and landing. So it's definitely a unique opportunity for folks who don't work at airports. That's very exciting. I remember the first couple of runs, people out on the runway and then an aircraft is landing on an adjacent runway and they all stop to take pictures. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so amazing. So, John, the event itself only lasts for a couple of hours, but there's a lot that goes into putting together an event like this. Would you like to talk a little bit about that, please? So it starts with developing our safety plan, which, again, being the fifth year, we have a pretty good plan already in place. We just have to tweak it for any changes on the airfield or changes to you know this year's race, because really it's about safety and security as folks come on to uh, the, the airport where they normally can't go. From the safety aspect, we're setting up snow equipment and other blocking vehicles that will physically stop airplanes and people from conflicting. And we'll set up a plan with the FAA control tower on how to move airplanes around that side of the field, the east side of the airfield, when 
you know, the race is ongoing, mostly because we need to keep Atlantic Aviation functioning. We can shut down, you know, the eastern half of their ramp, but they still have people that, you know, want to come and go. And, you know, we have an obligation to provide that. From the security standpoint, we've worked with TSA and worked with Jason Sankey and his group to develop a a security plan, which was submitted to the TSA, you know, and approved uh, about a month ago. And again, that's about making sure that as people come onto the property, that we have control of all of them and make sure that everybody comes on the field, leaves, you know, after the race is over. So, you know, we set up a perimeter with airport staff and TSA staff and uh, just make sure the race participants stay within the race course itself. And then probably the biggest thing is the setup of the race itself. There's a a lot of preparation, as you know, Keith, to comply with the FAA. There's a uh, navigational aids that need to be taken out of service. The race course itself needs to be set up with the equipment we use to help guide the racers. And then it's really about making sure that, you know, everything's ready to go uh, once that, you know, race gun goes off and uh, people start the course. That's a lot of work that goes into it. And, you know, you had mentioned that there's going to be airport vehicles around like such as fire apparatus, our snow equipment, and it's kind of a dual purpose, not just to pose as blocking vehicles, to keep people on the course, but it's also a great way to let people see up close and personal what some of this equipment really is. I'm always amazed at how large they are and uh, and how exciting that is for people. Yeah, the uh, airport fire trucks are definitely unique equipment for what most people are used to seeing. And same with the snow equipment. People don't typically see that equipment out on the street. So, uh, you know, an American Airlines is going to look to, you know, have a static aircraft display for folks to be able to look at, maybe take the picture of the, you know, the plane in the background after they, you know, finish the race course. Selfie shot, always have to get those. (laughs) Keisha, can you talk about what you think is maybe the coolest part about a runway 5K run? Sure. Uh, The last 5K run that we had was my first, and it was pretty cool. It was awesome walking on the runway. And like John just mentioned, you're walking on the runway and you can see planes taking off and landing. So you're, you can see the airport through a different lens. And I will say that there's another cool part and that will be airport Pam. She brings a lot of energy (laughs) and her and her team will be here to greet you on September the 10th. Awesome. Thank you very much. Airport Pam is great. That's uh, that's for sure. (laughs) So John, there's an awful lot of coordination that uh, that goes into this. And you had spoken uh, just a little bit about the FAA and Atlantic Aviation and, and some of our units. What are some of the other organizations and coordination touch points that we have to go through for an event such as this? It starts with, obviously, we developed a a safety plan and all the paperwork we have to do in-house. Then we have a federal requirement to submit to the FAA what they call a 7460, which is basically letting them know about the event, you know, and the uh, the impact to the airport, which, again, the impact is minimal based on the, the one runway only closing. So we have to start with the FAA and get their approval, or at least make sure they're aware of what we're doing. You know, at the same time, we have to work with uh, PennDOT Bureau of Aviation, who also has paperwork that has to be completed, you know, notifying them about the the race and, you know, the impact, if any, to uh, the airport or, you know, or our tenants. And then after that, we're working with, you know, obviously Atlantic Aviation, who, you know, is hosting it on their ramp and in their parking lot, working with the FAA control tower as uh, this year we did get approval to have a drone overfly the race course. So we worked with the FAA and uh, the local um, 
company who's providing the drone and the operator to file all that paperwork to make sure that's done legally, you know, and provide a, a bird's eye view of the race course. And then it gets into talking to the airport staff, you know, making sure that the, the, the maintenance folks are ready to go, that their equipment's ready to go, that the, the stuff we're going to use to mark the race course is, is where it's supposed to be, that the, the guidance signs to, to get the racers to the parking lot in the area where it's going to happen, you know, are there and get set up. So, you know, we start with making sure the, the, the paperwork is filed that's required and then make sure that, you know, through the in-house staff that we're ready to go and, you know, make sure they have what they need to do their job. So, you know, Airport Pam, uh, as the co-chair with me, you know, set up a lot of meetings to make sure, you know, everybody in the, the division of aviation or whatever group they're, you know, representing knows what the expectation is for that group and what they're going to provide. And then make sure the, the appropriate staff is there on race day to support, you know, the efforts that we're, we're going to be doing. This year, we have a new addition you had mentioned briefly. One of our teams are going to have a drone out there to give us a bird's eye view and to monitor the entire race. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, uh, the drones can be like, you know, basically have a geofence on it. So basically, it can't fly outside of its approved flight path that the FAA has allowed. So, you know, pretty much runway 826, you know, the taxiways in front of the, and then Atlantic Aviation, pretty much are all geofenced in the drone. And it, it, it basically, you know, based on the computer technology, won't fly outside of that perimeter, you know, as a way to make sure we deconflict with our operating runways. Keisha, one of the special things about, you know, a, uh, a charity run like this is that you don't really have to be a runner or a walker to be a spectator. And the community really loves coming out for events like this, right? Yes. So please, if you would just like to come out and be a support, come and join us. But please note that if you will not be walking or running, that you will be limited to the parking lot. So once the race starts, you will be limited to the parking lot. Once the race starts, you will not be allowed on the secured areas, which includes the ramp, runways, and taxiways. Yeah, because it is uh, an active uh, airfield area. And, and in fact, John, isn't there something happening just an hour or so after our race is complete? The Philadelphia Eagles will be uh, flying out to Detroit about uh, two hours after the race ends and we vacate the parking lot where they park their private vehicles. They will be flying out to Detroit to, uh, you know, start for the, the first game of the season. So very exciting to have the Eagles there. Certainly want to make sure they're, they're able to park their cars and we're not interfering with that, you know, since they're a creature of habit and routine and they, you know, kind of like to get on the plane and go. But we're very excited, you know, that Atlantic has allowed us to to use that area right before, you know, the, the season starts. I know people are expecting big things from the Eagles and, you know, maybe coming home with that uh, trophy again. That is, you know, such a staple of the behind the scenes portion of this uh, or focus of this podcast, because at a really large, busy airport, things like that happen. We can, we can put in the run, but we still have business to conduct and, and move on from there. So unfortunately, this is all the time we have today. John, Keisha, thank you so much, not just for joining me here, but for all you do to put this run together and, you know, reach out to the communities and, uh, and keep our airports safe every day. For all of you listening, I hope you will join us on September 10th for the run. To register or find out more information about it, please visit phl.org slash phl5k. 
you can register, you can donate, or just leave a kind message for us. I'm Keith Bruni, and thank you all very much for listening. We will be back very soon.